Hi and welcome to The Traveling Fool. Today I'm going to tell you about a small Texas town with a population of around 15,000 that's the birthplace of one U.S. Vice President, a Texas Governor, two actors, professional sports players, and more than a couple of outlaws. So stay tuned. A little over 80 miles west of San Antonio, on the edge of the Texas Hill Country, lies the town of Uvalde. The earliest settlement in the area was a Spanish mission established in 1762, about 30 miles northwest of the present city. Mission Nuestra Sonora de la Candelaria lasted only about five years, but was abandoned due to constant attacks by the Comanches. Present-day Uvalde was first occupied in 1853 when a settler named Reading Black purchased 4,600 acres and settled on it. In 1855, he hired a surveyor to lay out a town. A soldier passing through in 1861 recalled that it was a rather desolate place with not a lot of buildings. A little over 80 miles west of San Antonio, on the edge of the Texas Hill Country, lies the town of Uvalde. The earliest settlement in the area was a Spanish mission established in 1762, about 30 miles northwest of the present city. Mission Nuestra Sonora de la Candelaria lasted only about five years, but was abandoned due to constant attacks by the Comanches. Present-day Uvalde was first occupied in 1853 when a settler named Reading Black, purchased 4,600 acres and settled on it. In 1855, he hired a surveyor to lay out a town. A soldier passing through in 1861 recalled that it was a rather desolate place with not a lot of buildings. Uvalde truly was a Wild West town in the early days and was home to more than a couple of outlaws. One was Tom O'Filliard. Born in Uvalde in 1858, he became one of Billy the Kid's best friends and fought with him during the infamous Lincoln County Wars. Ophiliard wound up getting killed by lawman Pat Garrett December of 1880 in Fort Sumner, New Mexico. Another was a fellow by the name of King Fisher. Fisher worked as a cowboy, lawman, and a gun hand. Fisher died in 1854 after being ambushed and killed in San Antonio while attending a theater play. Uvalde also produced the Newton Gang. Willis, Doc, Joe, and Jess Newton were brothers and sons of a cotton farmer. From 1919 through 1924, the gang robbed trains and banks throughout the United States. It's been said that they were the most successful train and bank robbers in history, with some accounts saying they robbed over 80 banks. Their spree came to an end in 1924 when they robbed a postal train in Illinois netting them $3 million. Doc Willis and Joe were quickly captured, but Jess Newton made it back to Uvalde with some of the money. Jess was later arrested across the border in Mexico, and all four were sentenced to varying prison sentences. The brothers never could stay out of trouble, though. Doc Newton was arrested for bank robbery in 1968 at the age of 77, but the charges were dropped due to his age. And Willis Newton, well, he was implicated in another Texas bank robbery, in 1973, at the ripe old age of 84, but charges were dropped due to insufficient evidence. Joe Newton wound up owning a couple of businesses in Uvalde, 
including a gas station. He died in 1989. I used to travel through Uvalde when I was a kid to visit relatives in the hill country, and we would often stop at the gas station to fill up. Authorities recovered all but $100,000 of the $3 million from the train robbery. Jess Newton said he had buried the money on the road in the hill country, but he could just never remember where it was. However, I do remember as a kid being told that there were silver dollars embedded in the concrete steps of his home in Uvalde. Uvalde was also home to John Nance Garner, former Speaker of the House of Representatives and Vice President under Franklin Roosevelt for eight years. Garner was first elected to Congress in 1903 and returned to Uvalde in 1941 after 38 years in Washington. Not a lot's changed, huh? We have people today that their only job has been that of a politician telling ordinary people how they should live. Garner donated the family home in Uvalde to the city, though he remained on the property living in the small cottage until his death in 1967, just shy of his 99th birthday. The home was turned into a museum, and in later years he could be seen sitting under a pecan tree greeting people as they visited the home. One of his more famous quotes was that the vice presidency isn't worth a pitcher of warm spit. I guess he didn't think too highly of working under Franklin Roosevelt. Former Texas Governor Dolph Briscoe was born in Uvalde. After graduating college, Briscoe enlisted in the Army and served in Burma during World War II. After the war, he returned to Uvalde and the family ranch. After serving in the Texas legislature, Briscoe was elected governor in 1973, and after six years, returned to his ranching and banking business in Uvalde. Uvalde is also home to Major League Baseball player Brooks Raley, currently a pitcher for the Houston Astros, and Van McElroy, two-time pro bowler, playing eight years for the Raiders, and two years for the Seahawks. Uvalde also claims two famous actors. Dale Evans began her singing career at a radio station in the late 1920s, and by the 1930s, she had become acting in a few movies, but it was her marriage and partnership with Roy Rogers that brought her fame. In the 1940s and 50s, she appeared in several movies and co-starred with her husband Roy in the popular TV series The Roy Rogers Show. She was awarded two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was inducted into the National Cowgirl Hall of Fame and also the National Cowboy Hall of Fame with her husband Roy. Another actor you might have heard of is Matthew McConaughey. Born in Uvalde in 1969, he has starred in numerous movies been nominated and won multiple acting awards to include Best Actor from the Academy Awards in 2014 for the Dallas Buyers Club. He also starred in a 1998 movie called The Newton Boys, where he portrayed Willis Newton of Uvalde's very own Newton Gang. For years, Uvalde's been mentioned in movies and books about the Old West, including Louis Amour's The Sackets, among others. Today, Uvalde is still a ranching community, with several large ranches in the area popular with hunters, fishermen, and just people looking to enjoy the outdoors. 
The Nueces River runs just outside of town, and there are RV and camping sites along the river. You can visit the Garner House Museum and get a glimpse of early Texas and U.S. history. The Dolph Briscoe Clark Collection is located in the First State Bank of Uvalde and holds works by Rembrandt, Remington, and others. The Aviation Museum at Garner Field has displays of memorabilia and aircraft from World War II. And the Uvalde Opera House, built in 1891, still hosts plays, musical acts, and other performers. If you want to try your luck at blowing stuff up, well, there's a company called Drive Tanks. And it's located on the famous OX Ranch. And it gives you the opportunity to drive real World War II tanks, shoot rounds out of a Sherman tank, Soviet tank, or British Scorpion tank, along with artillery pieces like howitzers, anti-tank guns, and mortars. Literally a blast. You know, it just goes to show you that even small towns can sometimes have a rich history and interesting people. In Uvalde, Texas, well, it's just such a town. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Traveling Fool, and please hit the subscribe button. We'll see you next time.